obviously, what we do wants to be about Him above all, who thought of us above all as He gave His life. We'll look at a couple of passages this morning. Um, Isaiah 55, look at Galatians 6, 9 and 10. I'm going to ask you to stand in God's honor as I read from His wonderful Word. Isaiah 55, 1 and 2. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the riches of fare. Verse 3, Give ear and come to me, hear me, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. And then turn with me over to the book of Galatians, chapter 6. Verses 9 and 10. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Let's pray. Lord, how sweet it is to be here in your house today. Lord, as Travis has already expressed, we do not have to have this place to be your family, just like a family is not confined to a house. Lord, we are yours wherever we meet, but we're grateful that you've provided this house, Lord. And I just pray, God, you got us in this message. Thank you for blessing us. So help us, Lord, to continue to be about your business, God, and to pour ourselves out for you to love you, Lord. We need you, God. Speak to our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. In Isaiah 55, I looked at this incredible invitation. Come all who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come come buy wine and milk with, without money, without cost. Why spend money on what's not bread, uh, labor on what doesn't satisfy? And he says, give here, come to me and receive. You know, we had uh, been praying about this uh, opportunity to serve with a block party. We'd had a number of meetings a real joy to see people step in and say, I want to be a part of this. Uh, wonderful when we had that sign-up sheet out there. And we had, uh, like it was like 88, 89 jobs. And had over 60 people sign up. And we had a, a just a wonderful number, percentage of our congregation, as was said in Sunday school this morning. We destroyed the old rule, 80-20 rule where, you know, 20% of the people do all the work, and half of our people, it seemed, were there working. 
And you know, it was such a it was such a joy to me to see that. And had no idea. We had in our head number of who would show up for for this event. And you know, at first I was going around kind of talking numbers to people, and then I thought, oh, you know, it's impossible. Can't really even count in my mind, my imagination, how many are here. But what struck me is they were there. And you know, in the busyness of everything that was transpiring, just looking at the crowd, sometimes as the crowd comes, you know, they're there, but do you see each one? Especially when it gets hectic. To try to stop and see everybody. And I would, I would try to make myself every once in a while really think, you know, rather than just this mass herd of people that are all around me, each one matters to God. And there was a diversity of people there, wasn't there? I mean, you know, there were some people that, that came in and uh, looked like they were, you know, well off and just wanted to come and enjoy the day. Some were uh, folk that looked like they were retired, uh, maybe grandparents, others were young. Uh, there were other people by the lines on their face and uh, the type of clothing they had on. Had to live rather rough lives. But people came. And uh, d- people from different races, different backgrounds, and they were there. And, and you know what struck me that was really cool? And it was something that God allowed us to do. Was we decided when we did this that by God's mercy, we wanted everything to be free. We wanted it to really be a gift. And so here are all these people, and I heard stories, uh, you know, as funny as today, when all people would come up and say, uh, you know, can I buy this? Buy a bottle of water, buy a shirt, donations. And, and people would say, no, this is, this is a gift. This is what we want to give to you. And people were enthralled. They were like, man. And I heard story after story of people who said, this is wonderful. This is such a great event that people would come and and that they would uh, give. Just give. And you know, I thought about that. And I thought about not just the gifts of water and hot dogs and rides and petting zoos and face painting. And you know, I don't want to leave anything out. It just goes on and on of how you gave the body of Christ gave. The body of Christ. We talked about getting outside these four walls. And we were out there. And they were there. And we were giving of ourselves. And it was beautiful. And, and you know, as I thought about that, I thought, this is such a marvelous picture of grace. You know, such a marvelous picture of the, of the fact of you don't give anything to receive God's favor. You just come as one who is broken, <laughs> one who is bloodied by life, and you receive Hope. And you receive life. It's not what you bring to the table. It's what you receive when you're at the table. A sumptuous meal of grace. Of what we don't deserve. It's from Him. It's from the Master who loves us completely. And I thought, man, you know, what a wonderful, what a wonderful object lesson. We talk about kids needing object lessons. We had a great big object lesson yesterday. As people saw that somebody cares. People saw that somebody wants me to have fun. Wants me to be here. And of course we had opportunity at different times to say, you know, our church family wants to connect. 
Guys, we want to be reacquainted with you. We want to do something to let you know we're here. That we love you. And, and we had story after story. And, and what better way to do that than to give? That's what the gospel's about. It's about giving. It's about God wants to get a hold of us. And turn us into servants. You know, that. I think that was one of the things that brought me so much joy. Church family was uh, watching you serve. Watching you serve. Remember, I turned me over to Galatians 6, 9, and 10. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. I tell you what, the huge, huge majority of Kingsway folk I saw were not spectators yesterday. You guys were participators. You guys were servants. You guys were willing to get your hands dirty. You guys were willing to give of yourselves. Such a great picture of Jesus. And uh, let's face it, we had Bible school, and then we jumped into this, and it's easy to get weary. It's easy to get tired. And it's easy to say, I don't have anything left. There's no gas left in the tank to go. But you didn't do that. You know, I looked all around me, uh, whether it was uh, guys fighting animals over there at the pet zoo trying to play cowboy and rope them and, you know, get them where they need to be, or people with a... You guys, that's the first time I've ever seen a labradoodle. Uh, Richard, Tina, you guys. Just willing to give of yourself. Kids everywhere. Or standing in those lines, I thought about those people were dealing with popcorn and cotton candy and snow cones and face paint and all that. And all. Those lines never end. Well, the food line is like, this is, that just never ends. Just, just keep coming. And you just keep serving. You just keep giving yourself away. That's ministry. That's what makes a difference. And we don't need to grow weary, but we, we need to have, that's the heart that God wants us as a church to have. I believe that. He wants us to have that kind of heart that's willing to give ourselves away. That's Jesus. And that's what this world needs. Now I realize at the moment I look out here and, you know, we have that huge crowd there and, you know, we don't have a huge crowd of them here today. But you know what? We plant in their heart a picture of a servant, a picture of love. And if we continue to seek to become that type of church, that type of people, and demonstrate that type of love, then I guarantee you that Jesus Christ will show Himself among us. I guarantee you that people are going to start getting the picture. Those people at Kingsway Baptist love me. <laughs> and they're willing to give. Not just money, but of themselves. Guys, if we continue to manifest that type of heart, that type of attitude, that type of love, it's going to make a kingdom difference, an impact. I believe that. And I've seen that among you the whole time I've been here. And it excites me to see you when you get to it. Serving and loving and going for the sake of Jesus Christ.
That's his heart. That makes the difference. And that's how we're to give. Uh, I just want to applaud. Applaud your hearts for that. And the truth of the matter is, it wasn't a one-two person operation. It took the body. And I love you and I'm so grateful for you. But it's certainly not over. We have got more names. Uh, you know, if I tried to visit those, it probably take me the rest of my life. Some of those. Uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, we, we need to find some ways now to to make some kind of contact. Talked about a database, getting their mass mailings. But we do need to have a concerted effort and a heart to not remember just the crowd, but the faces. God, give me a heart for those individuals to connect with them. To let them know that our concern for you goes beyond this block party. We're grateful for it, but it's not a one-time thing. You see, once that heart, once that attitude catches fire, it's contagious. And I believe that people come to Christ through that type of heart, but then we we get on fire, we get motivated, we serve and, and we move. But there's no shortcut to that. We just have to get in there and work. Have to work. You know, to be honest with you, I... I came up here, I had a message all planned out, and the Lord did, I don't do this much, but the Lord did this to me, what I've been sharing now. This is like, got to change everything. Lord, I don't do that, that's very uncomfortable. <sighs> but you got to be faithful to the Lord. All my hard work, or all your hard work, if it's not matched by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, is going to flop. By the way, guys, I've had sermons. It's so funny. It died before it was over. You know, it's just like anything else. You know, I think, oh, Lord, help me get through this quickly. <laughs> it's dead. It just needs to be stuck in a coffin and buried. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. I want to close with this challenge to you. I thought of the Apostle Paul. I was going through the Scriptures, and my address just couldn't come to the Scriptures. Oh, I hate that. You know, I'm looking back through the concordance trying to find this part. But Paul talks about his ministry. He's, he's coming near the end of his service. And he knows his days are numbered. And he writes, he says, uh, My heart is to pour out my life as a drink offer. Now, there are different types of offerings as you study in the Bible. Offerings given to God. Often we think of the offerings of the animals. Easy to see if you're far off. There's a fire. And you know, you look and say, look over there, man. Look at all that smoke. Look at that big fire. There's something going on over there. <laughs> and, and you know, that's the kind of offering we want. Look at me, guys! I'm giving myself away for Jesus. don't need a shirt or anything. I'm just letting it go, man. Spiritual stamina. It's much harder, though, to go unnoticed. I don't think it's by accident that the Apostle Paul said, I'm pouring myself out as a drink offering. Because unlike the fire offering, where you can see the flame and you can see the smoke from a large distance and you can tell what's going on very easily... The drink offering is just a little 
as it's poured on the fire, as an offering to God. We say, God, I want to burn. I want to consume for you. I, I want to make a difference that everybody can see. And Paul says, Lord, I just want to continue to be a shh for you. Not a lot of glory. Not a lot of exposure. But it's for you. Now, guys, that continues to be, I believe, the heartbeat, the makeup of what I see of this specific identity and body of believers. And I believe God wants us to continue to build upon that. To not have to be the big fire and the smoke, but the for the glory of God. The drink offering, the, the small offering that is not seen by the large crowd, but is willing to give himself, herself, away for the body of Christ. That was the heart of the Apostle Paul. And I believe that's the heart of us as a people. And I believe that it just needs to continue to develop through VBS, through the block party, through all that we do now, through what we do in the future. I just believe God honors that. And I just encourage you, ask yourself, God, how do you want me to be that? for your glory, that drink offering. How do you want me to sacrifice, to give myself away to serve you? God, show me. God, show me. Uh, I'll leave with that. We have a time of an invitation. I started out talking about how I saw this as a picture of grace and I just say again to you, uh, I know people have some weird ideas about Christians and church. They think that we're, you know, people who think we got it together and look down our nose at everybody because they don't talk like us or dress like us or dress up on Sunday mornings and run to their little buildings. But when you really discover Jesus, isn't it so different? When you really come face to face with the fact that I sure am screwed up. And I want somebody who will love me unconditionally and completely and make my life count for something. Now that's Christianity. That's when the gospel becomes alive. And that cannot happen being disconnected from people. You know, when God grabs a hold of us, He also gives us a heart for people. But I give you a, a challenge. Have you uh, really come to that place where you said, I need somebody to really forgive me? See, that's the gospel. We're not a bunch of people who haven't done it. We're a bunch of people who have and found someone who loves us completely. If for some reason you have not discovered that kind of love, Jesus is that love. You just come honestly say, Lord, I'm a screw up. Forgive me. Enter my heart. Make me new. And He will. Those of us who uh, 
Love Him. Love Him because we know we're screw-ups and He's saved us. Maybe God got a hold of you through this experience we've had, this uh, rock in the block. Maybe it's a springboard saying uh, more. I want to do, I want, I want this not to be an annual event. I want this to kind of be my heart. We have an altar that's open to pray. Obviously, I'll be at the front to, to pray with you. Um, and obviously, this is about what is God doing in your life, in my life. And all that I ever ask is that you just be honest with the Lord. He grabs a hold of you. It does no good to say no. He's bigger and stronger and tougher than we are, so you might as well go ahead and say yes and get it over with because it always works out better. We're going to have a time of prayer, and I'm just simply going to ask you to obey God, whatever that is. It may be to stay where you are and say yes to Him. It may be to come here and pray. It may be to come to the front. Maybe to say something to the body of Christ, what He's doing in your life. By the way, we desperately need to hear what He's doing in your life. It blesses us all. I'm certainly not the only one, or neither is the uh, specific leadership of this church the only ones that have something to say. All you guys do. But I just encourage you to uh, to come if God calls you. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, here we are, a people who admit that we don't have it together, but we're grateful for a God who does who went to Calvary, who took a punishment that was meant for us, who paid the price in full, and who gave of himself. Your word says, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Father, help us grab hold of that awesome thought, God that you gave yourself completely away all the way to the cross and that we are called to take up our cross and to follow you daily, to give ourselves away. What does that mean, Lord? What does it mean? Help us to uh, respond as you teach us what it means, Lord, (laughs) to be your people, forgiven and at work. We love you, Lord, and we confess Without you, we are nothing. We need you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand. Only trust him. 480. Come every soul by sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord, and He will surely give you rest by trusting in His Word. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him now. He save you, He will save you, He will save you now. For Jesus shed His precious blood, rich blessings to bestow. Plunge now into the crimson flood that 
washes white as snow. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him now. He will save you, He will save you, He will save you now. Yes, Jesus is the truth, the way that Without delay, and you are fully blessed. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him now. He will save you. By sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord, and He will surely give you rest by trusting in His Word. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. Amen. <clears throat> well, I encourage you to uh, come back and worship with us tonight. It's already been mentioned. Five o'clock. We want to have a meeting to talk about yesterday, and uh, it's so it's so you forget so quick. So it's fresh in our minds. We want to evaluate how we can serve better what we can do to make things better. Although it was a marvelous day, there's certainly some areas where we can just do better. And so grateful for that opportunity. Hope you'll come. And, uh, come tonight. Uh, get your nap in early. Uh, of course, I think it was Mike who told me last night, y'all should get a good nap during the sermon this morning, so maybe it'll <laughs> refresh, you, uh, refresh you now. So but let's pray. Father, good to be here. Uh, Lord, good to know we're loved. Father, uh, we need you. As the, was said in Proverbs, uh, seek you, God, with a whole heart to trust you fully in all your ways, Father, in all our ways, to acknowledge you that then you will fully direct us, God. As one translation says, you will crown our efforts with success. So, Father, we, we, we just want to march to your drumbeat, God. We want to move to your spirit. And I just pray, God, I just ask that you help us, God. That your spirit empower us, Lord, for you. Uh, Father, uh, we just are grateful to be yours. And Lord, we just ask that you just help us, God, continue to learn what that means. Father, I pray that others would come to know you and your mercy, God. In your name we pray. Amen.